0: Hello and welcome to Up to Smut Podcast. This is Kate. Uh, Michaela was very busy this week with many personal things and I was very late getting this out for a lot of reasons, uh, most of which is just kind of me being lazy and tired after my son goes to bed. But I decided because I'm lazy, let's just interview someone super close to me who lives five minutes away and can come over at uh, a moment's notice when I'm behind. And that is my mother. So she is sitting next to me. Hello.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: Her name is Mary. I call her mom. So I might slip up in the podcast and call her mom just so you know who she is. Uh, And she is a bookseller extraordinaire, a blogger um she's been on a bunch of podcasts for books she's hosted panels she's mediated with some really big names which I will have her tell you about later um and yeah I know people have a lot of questions about what it was like to raise me uh because I'm so spectacular and also I read a lot of smut now and what what is that like as a mother to know so I'm going to let her introduce herself first and kind of give you guys a little spiel about what uh, genre she reads, her journey as a bookseller, uh, yeah, what she was reading when she was a child. Uh, and she's, okay, someone asked a question about, like, when she was, uh, how did people her age find smut? And we'll get to that, but, like, she is only, like, 56 years old or something, so she's not, like, 80. So, the, yeah, just so you guys know that she... Like it just that question made me laugh because I, I just don't think of her as that old like so yeah she's only 56 but she will give us an answer to that question but anyways hello Mary mother
1: ooh that sounded kind I, of religious <laughs> well hello I, I am so honored to be on this podcast um, it's not my first podcast I'm gonna say As a bookseller, I'm a frequent guest on the Thoughts from a Page podcast.
0: And that's Thoughts, T-H-O-U-G-T, whatever. However you spell Thoughts, the word. Uh, Not Thoughts like T-H-O-T-S. She is not on a Thoughts (laughs) podcast. I just want to interject.
1: (laughs) Thanks for clarifying that so people
0: know where to actually find yeah. me. I know my audience and I know where their minds would go and they would go to that. So.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, thoughts as in I'm thinking thoughts <laughs> from a page uh, where I'm a regular guest with my uh, fellow bookseller, Pamela. But um, yes, I'm a virtual bookseller right now. And that was a job that came out of COVID. Um physical bookstore that I worked for closed unrelated to COVID. um, But nobody was hiring. And I knew booksellers were uh, frantically just trying to get books out the door and didn't have time to engage with readers on social media. So I approached the owner of a bookstore in Missouri, and I live in Chicago. I said, Hey, how about if I come on and do weekly book talks and I can review on your, your social media pages and I'll do author interviews and she'll do it for free. <laughs> I do it for books. That's true. She gets paid in book. Littler, you guys have seen
0: she will some, like sometimes I go over to let the dogs out when they're like on vacation or whatever, and I'll bring the mail in and it'll be like 30 packages of books. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And so many of them are romance novels, which I think is incredibly unfair. Um, but she has connections. I
1: do. I do and I do get that many books and I literally work for books. Um, And I have had the honor of doing virtual uh, interviews with some pretty big name authors. I'm on these podcasts. I get to go downtown and do fun author stuff down there. Um, It's it's a dream job. Absolutely. And the fact that I raised this daughter, who is the queen of smut, I could not be prouder. Uh, I had the honor last year of going to a book festival and having people actually recognize me from my social media posts. And I post under Blurb Your Enthusiasm. So if you want non-romance wrecks, you can follow me on social media on uh, mostly Instagram. But Blurb Your Enthusiasm is where I do my book reviews. And I'm reading books well into 2024 now, so I usually post upcoming forthcoming novels. Uh, but I have twice now been recognized as the mother of Kate LeBeau, <laughs> which I am just as proud about as I am when I've been recognized for myself. Um, I've had people fangirl to me about Kate and all she does for the romance community. So I'm thrilled to be here on both counts as a proud bookseller and the mother who raised this uh smut queen right next to me she also promotes me to like people if she hears somebody likes romance
0: novels she'd be like have you heard of my daughter and then she'll have to decide like do I want to interact have them interact with my daughter's meme page or not and so, I, I
1: offer disclaimers if- to all of them um but I've yet to have one person come back and go "Ooh." yeah, that was too much. I've had other people come back and go, oh my God, I'm her biggest fan. Uh, So I'm cute.
0: Well, I I already know the answers to most of these questions, but my followers were curious. Um, what, to you, I know that you've been a reader for like your entire life, basically. Um, what were you reading as like a child? What was your intro into like loving books? And has that kind of changed
1: as you've grown? Yeah, yeah, Uh, sure. Um, as a kid, I, I had a a fairly dramatic childhood and traumatic childhood. Uh, so books were were my refuge. They absolutely I lost myself in books. I started, gosh, I read everything I could get my hands on. I think the first book I read to myself was Berenstein Bear's Great Honey Hunt. Uh, but I quickly moved into, you know, at age six and seven, I was reading Nancy Drew and going around my neighborhood with a notebook, trying to look for mysteries to solve. Uh, I And I, I read every book I found in the house. So it didn't matter what genre it was, whether it was an adult book, a kid book, I could not get enough books. So I read them all. Um, I think the only time that I, I really did not read voraciously Was when I was raising my kids because I had them two years apart and uh, there was just no time for books. So I did have a lull there where I was I was still reading, but it was all kid lit. (laughs) It was picture books again, uh, which was fine. Absolutely fine. So what genres are you do you find yourself reading right now? Right now, I'm still pretty diversified. So I read a lot of upmarket fiction, women's fiction, romantic fiction, memoir, history, science, nature, Um, love me some good horror. I did go through a Stephen King phase where starting at age 14, I read every actually I was I was 12 when I read my first one. Um, But I read every single Stephen King book. Let me try that again. Stephen King, he still gets me a little hot and bothered. Uh, Every single book that he put out, I loved horror. And I think there are people who, again, you know, now I'm in my my preteen and teen years, my home life's still very traumatic. And I think what I loved about Stephen King was that he wrote these worlds from this mind that was so disturbed that I knew I was not the only one who had crazy dark thoughts. It, it brought me <laughs> some sense of normalcy to know that there was somebody out there who had darker thoughts than I did. And we feel that in the romance community too.
0: There's always someone out there with smuttier thoughts. Always. There is never a cap. If you think that your fantasy is depraved and weird, like, no, 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 no. There's always someone whose fantasy is even more depraved. And that's what we love. Um, so what, and I guess we can just skip to this question, but my mom does not, people wanted to know if my mom reads, um, romance novels. And the answer is not really. Uh, it's kind of funny. I only read romance novels and she reads everything else. So together we basically create an entire library of knowledge. Um, but she has read a couple romance novels that we have read and enjoyed together. So I don't know if you want to talk
1: about the couple that we have enjoyed. Sure sure and i do want to say one of my early virtual interviews when covid shut everything down was with susan elizabeth phillips Mm -hmm. so um i i am uh not only am i not averse to romance i love romance and i love for me it's a palette cleanser in between the heavier reads that i read i love to pick up an emily henry book um I love Annabelle Monahan. Uh, so those books Kate and I have, have shared and loved. Um, Natalie Jenner with the Jane Austen Society is more of a romantic fiction. It wouldn't be considered a romance but I love um, I love books that have a romantic element to them. and I'm gonna give you guys a rec that who baby did I love this book? Oh God it combined. My deep, dark, gory horror and romance. (laughs) And it is called Maeve Fly. That is M A E -E V E Fly. If you look it up, you'll know you found the right book because it's got a woman licking an eyeball with like teeth all around her. It's horrifying (laughs) uh, by C.J. Leed. And this book is so dark and depraved, and yet she she said it herself. She looks at it as um, a romance that's centered around horror and serial killing. So uh, there's a romance book for everybody, folks. And this one, I actually had to set it down a few times because it's so disturbing. Uh, but I also couldn't stop reading it at the same time. I loved it. Ugh.
0: <laughs> well, maybe I should give it a try then. That is not, I remember seeing the cover, but I didn't remember, I didn't know it was a romance. Yeah. Is it like a romance romance, like H E A, or is it like a Oh, it is not H E A. A-G-I. A-G-I. No, no. Okay, so it's like ro- romantic, because some people did ask for recommendations for romantic fiction that is not necessarily a romance novel. So I guess that one would fall. Yes. Under that, so and I am aware that.
1: of those those guidelines and rules. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm very aware of them. Uh, so this one is definitely not a uh, a tried and true romance, but it has a romance within the book um, set around this serial killing and depravity.
0: Ooh. Okay. While well, we're on the topic of books that you have read, what and I know the answer to this, but what was your <laughs> earliest romance novel that you read and someone wanted to know again where people your age used to find romance novels so back before the internet yeah back before you know you had the ability to just quickly look it up and you probably were you going to the library and saying like hey give me your like sex books like what were so in my
1: teen years we we had the school library But there was, I lived in a valley in Colorado, and so I couldn't get to like the public library easily. Um, I didn't have, you know, daily access or access whenever I wanted to that. And there wasn't a lot in the schools. Um, I don't remember where or how I got this book. And you'll hear this from a lot of people my age where when you question your own parenting, you're like, where the fuck were the parents who were letting their 13 year old daughters read? Flowers in the Attic, <laughs> which is not a romance, It's but it's an incestuous... Yeah. A lot of...
0: I have heard a lot of romance readers, though, have that as an early book. That, yes. Yeah.
1: So here, you know, that was like one of my earliest exposures. Um, I also did not have a family where sex could be talked about at all. So I had to find books that would tell me how things worked. <laughs> And how I really found my way to romance was uh, my friend in junior high and junior high in Colorado, it was seventh, eighth and ninth grade. Um, she told me that her grandmother was getting rid of all her books and we could come over and take all that we wanted. And again, I was a voracious reader. I, anything I could get my hands on, I read because I wanted to escape my own reality. And I did that through books. So I was like, free books. I don't care what they are. I'm taking as many as they will let me walk out the door with. And I showed up and this woman had like three actual library carts of Harlequin romance. And I was like, what is this? Why do they all look kind of the same? They all had, you know, the Harlequin romance covers. Um, You can look up vintage Harlequin romance. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And I took garbage bagfuls, as many as they would let me, and I took them home and I put them in my room and I <laughs> was hooked. I read every single one of those straight through. I read like my daughter. I read like my daughter. You know, we both read like when we are involved in a book, we're done in a day. Well, these Harlequins, oh my God, I just read them over and over and over again. <laughs> and I went through all of those garbage bags in record time.
0: So to answer the question, uh, I guess you get them from your friend's grandparents. That's where they used to get their uh, their smut books from. But I also know that you have read that's the Sleeping Beauty book, the claiming of. Oh, my God. Sleeping Beauty or whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: and for a yes, fun I story, can. one time I, when we worked at the bookstore together, actually, and one time I was working in the bookstore and a family came in and it was like a daughter and like two brothers. And they said that, and we had no judgment at the bookstore, no judgment whatsoever. But they said they were looking for books to send to their father in prison. And they they wanted to send him romances, but they wanted them to be very smutty. And this is like a traditional bookstore pre the blow up of romance novels. So, you know, we had, there were smutty things, but there weren't necessarily, you know, it was like, historical romances or the you know cartoon covers nothing that's like what you can find on KU today and but I was like look like we since the day this bookstore opened we have had the trilogy of like the claiming of Sleeping Beauty on the shelf and I was like it's the smuttiest thing we own I've never read it personally but I was like I know my mother has (laughs) and I know there is like it is kinky I know it is weird I know it is like just yes. kind of off the rails
1: and so how old were you when you read that oh i i was a full adult okay, when good. i read <laughs> that one i had already read you know all of her vampire novels because i love oh yeah ann
0: rice is the uh, yep. the author the claiming is like i had no race. idea
1: as an adult that Anne rice had had this whole other life um <laughs> and so my sister-in-law's neighbor some her Her neighbor's mother had bought this book thinking it was just an alternative telling to Sleeping Beauty without reading it or looking at it and gave it to her daughter and her daughter started reading it and went, holy mother of God, what the fuck? Because it opens this, it opens with the scene of Sleeping Beauty being raped by Prince Charming in order to bring her out of her. He waits until he's in the middle of raping her to kiss her and make her conscious again. So that's how it opens. It goes way off the rails from there. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Probably shouldn't so have, I probably
0: should have read it before her I recommended neighbor, it.
1: Her neighbor was like, oh, my God, I've never read anything like this. Gave it to my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law read it and went, what am I reading? Oh, my God. And she gave it to me. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is pretty. This is a little fucked up um it's it's basically the prince lives in a kingdom filled with sex slaves and it's very uh graphic in how they create the sex slaves and have like the men have erections all the time 24 7 it never goes away that sounds inconvenient and the women um are always like ready to go and the queen the has f- like women who are just there to pleasure her that lay on the floor all the time until the queen, you know, wants something. And I, it's, it's just sex, sex, sex. I do um, not know any of this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've heard of the book and like, I had an idea that it was kinky and there was spanking involved, but I didn't know it was like this. And this was sold on shelves back then. Cause obviously yeah. that's how people got it. Cause like you didn't right. have, the, you're not reading that on KU. No. And nowadays, like, you can't, like, we're lucky to find, like, Ice Planet Barbarians smut on, like, a shelf. I mean, they're getting better with, like, even smuttier stuff being on the shelves. But back, I mean, that's wild. Like, this is,
1: like, back, like, 30 years ago. Yeah. Like, this book was on the the shelf at bookstores. Yes. With no warning. Right. Right. I don't think anybody, you know, they just didn't know enough to... Look at it. Anne Rice, she writes the vampire stuff. Yeah, what oh, the hell Anne Rice? Else. Um, yeah, no, she Jesus. had a whole other side to her. Um,
0: but on the I mean, on that note, uh, if a mom buying her daughter books and stuff, um, people are often surprised that to hear that like I started reading romance at like 12, 13, like adult romances. And you knew this. Like, I would come home with them from the bookstore or the library, and yep. it it wasn't a secret. Um, but I'm curious, so if you could share like your opinions on like kids kind of like I'm policing kids reading and like when it's okay to step in or when you need to just let your kids explore and that you have access to
1: things. This could be a whole separate podcast (laughs) with all the book banning bullshit that's going on right now. Um, my parental perspective was read anything you want. Um, I knew, you know, I knew the books you were reading, I knew what kind of romance I knew, some of them were graphic. Uh, I was reading that at your age too. The the only difference was I told you if you have questions about anything you're reading, you can always ask me. You can always check in with me. (laughs) I will answer, probably give you more information than you are looking for, but I will always be here to answer openly and honestly, honestly, because again, Growing up, I didn't have that, and when I did ask questions, um, I was often punished for them, Uh, or it was, you know, if I asked a question about sex, it was assumed that I was having it, so now I'm grounded. I didn't want that environment. I wanted an open environment for an exchange of ideas, Uh, and as a bookseller, when parents would come in and ask me about that, I would say, you know, if you're unsure, read it with them, read it before them. Um, you have to make that decision, obviously, as a parent, as a parent, I can tell you, I don't want my child to read something. I can't tell you that your child can't read it because I don't like it. That's the whole book banning thing in a nutshell. Um, but I would tell parents if they're unsure, read it first, see how you feel about it. My own, uh, parenting philosophy was that I wanted you guys to be exposed to everything, And to know that I was available to answer questions. I'm trying to think
0: if I ever asked questions, but I think I was just like confused, too confused to ask questions. Like I'd be like, I don't understand that they're having sex enough to even ask about sex. Like it took me a long time to realize like what like sex actually was in the context of how it was happening in my book. So I was like, Oh, they make babies. I know that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, my mom used to let me read whatever I wanted. I don't remember ever being reprimanded or told I couldn't read something. And like, I would just, I would go and spend my allowance on romance novels at Barnes and Noble or no, sorry, borders, the local borders. Uh, and yeah, I would come home and they'd just be on my bed. I never hid them. I never felt like hiding what I was reading. So yeah, it was a good way to grow up, I think, to not if and right now, you should like last week I had a, a romance novel on the couch and my son picked it up and was reading it. He can't read. He's 2. But I was like, I'm not going to take it away. Like if he wants to pull my books off the shelf and flip through them and be very confused, he can do that. Then he threw it on the floor, so he didn't really like it. Um someone wanted to, this is kind of going off tangent a little bit. Um but somebody wanted to know what I was like as a child, just in general.
1: What was my vibe? your vibe you were anxious yep that's right you worried a lot yep um I still remember some of your biggest worries at school were not having your library books to turn in on time oh yeah um that was a huge fear for you uh you were also very inquisitive very busy you had trouble sitting with any one thing for any length of time um that's just describing me now, though. Like, this <laughs> it, is not. It, it, it is. It is. And, it, you know, when I look at uh, your son, he's very similar to that. Things don't hold his attention for a long time. He's very inquisitive. All these things that I loved and appreciated about you, I see in him. That's nice. Yeah, that was all complimentary for the it most was. part.
0: Or just really on the nose But the anxiety. That's my life. Um, so I have a couple more questions that people wanted to know. Um, would you ever read a tentacle book? That is a very important question.
1: Apparently. I would absolutely read a tentacle book. I, there's really no book that I would say I would never read, um, unless it was by some Republican right wing crack job, then I would, could very easily say I would never read it. That's fair. But, uh, A tentacle book, I would be absolutely open to reading a tentacle book. So maybe we will have my mother come back
0: on and after she has, we will read a tentacle book together and then discuss it um, on the podcast one day. Michaela would lose her fucking mind, though, (laughs) if that she would have to be there. She would also have to read the tentacle book because I'm pretty sure she I didn't tell her that I was going to be interviewing you. Today, and I'm pretty sure she's gonna be upset that she did not get a chance to be on this because <laughs> she's would like love obsessed to with Michaela. Well, I'm a little obsessed with Michaela as well, so that goes both ways. Yeah, Michaela just like will send me my mom's posts and be like, Your mom's so cute. <laughs> okay, and she beats me to commenting on my mom's posts. So um, okay, uh, um, where was the last question I was going to ask? Cause we're going to run out of time on here. Um, well, I guess, so someone wanted to know what some of your highlights of being a bookseller are. I know you have met a lot of big names and yes. you've done a lot of like really amazing things over the, like the last six years that you've been involved in the book world. What are some highlights
1: that you can kind of. Uh, oh my gosh. Let us in on? Um, well, I, I did didn't get to actually talk to him or meet him or interact with him but I did get to be put into a photo with Stephen King and he did put his arm around me yeah so true. I've been touched by Stephen King you're the one who told me who put it in that phrasing yes mom you were touched by Stephen King and not in a sexual way yeah. uh so that was amazing it was just a pg way uh that's fine it, it was fine absolutely I have had the absolute honor. Okay, here's, here's a recent highlight. I read a book last year, oh gosh, two years ago that I fell in love with. It's called Fox and I by Dr. Katherine Raven. Um, it's a memoir about this National Park Rangers interactions and relationship that she formed with this fox that lived on her property. And I just, I fell in love with her. I fell in love with this book. I fell in love with her story to publication, um, all of it. So I have followed her on social media ever since. And um, back in May, we had planned, my husband and I, and our best friends, we were going to Yellowstone for a week. And I had mentioned to Dr. Raven that we were coming to Yellowstone and that's, she teaches now in the park and lives outside the park. And she said, Oh my God, I'd love to meet you. And I, she had offered to give me some tips and tricks. And so one of the things I asked her about was paying for a private tour of the Lamar Valley. Uh, And she went back and forth with that. But then she said, you know, you're going to be here on these days. Uh, I would love to give you a private tour. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, these, this is Catherine Raven who wrote this book And she said, no, I really want to meet you. And I want to show you my Yellowstone. So she took us for an entire day and drove us around and gave us a private tour of the Lamar Valley from somebody who's lived lived near and worked in this park for like 20 years. That was incredible. And that came from my connecting with a book. Um, I have become... Good friends with so, so many authors. Um, I'm going to give you guys another quick rec. Not romance, but romance within the books. Two authors, Stephen Rowley. Um, he wrote Lily and the Octopus. He wrote The Editor. He wrote The Gunkle, and his new book, The Celebrants. And his husband, Byron Lane. Byron Lane's, they just, each of them had a book come out on the same day. Byron Lane's is Big Gay Wedding and um, Stevens was the celebrants. They both have romance within them, but they're a wonderful, wonderful pair of husbands uh, who are also authors. And I've I've become friends, like personal friends with these people. And that's, I I just, beyond anything I ever would have thought that would come out of my just love of reading. The fact that I can go to a book festival and have people be like, oh my God, I love all your book recs. That's huge. The fact that some of these authors are as excited to meet me as I am to meet them um, is also huge. I, I could not be more grateful. I never in my life would have imagined that just my love of reading would have turned into a career path that I feel like my whole life led up to. It's incredible.
0: That actually reminded me, though. um, Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like when Colleen Hoover came to the bookstore where you worked?
1: Oh my god, uh, Colleen! Twice we had her twice. twice.
0: And what the general vibe was, what the uh, age range of the people were. Wow. What
1: Um, whether anybody anything crazy happened? Well, yeah, we, we used to get a lot of romance authors into our bookstore location, and I think it's kind of because. The other bookstore looked down on them and so would shuffle them off to us without realizing that the whole world comes out for romance authors. So I think one of the first authors we had was Susan Elizabeth Phillips. um, And then we had Colleen Hoover twice. And my God, the minute she was announced and that, you know, this was what, eight years ago before she was where she is now. Uh, but the minute we announced she was coming, people were calling, calling, calling. and wow, the age range was pretty there was a pretty big range in the ages of her fans and readers. Um, and what what really impressed me with her and with the other romance authors that we had in was the very personal connection romance authors have with their readers and and that is. Absolutely hands down, unlike any other genre of author. Um, unless I think we had a DD author in once that <laughs> had, you know, rabbit fans. And we had a dog there once too. And, and Jojo
0: Seawall wrote a book. Oh,
1: God, no, don't go there. <laughs> and she
0: was at our store. Yes, she
1: was. The amount
0: of bows <laughs> 3, in that audience. 3,000
1: people through the doors that night. Yeah. Uh, but Colleen, it just amazed me. Like, I remember one of the times she came in, she had messed up her back, and she was really in a lot of pain. But there was no thought of her either leaving early or canceling out. She was going to stay until the last person came through. Uh, Yeah, it was always a zoo, but the energy was infectious. Yeah. I think I'm trying to think if there were any other
0: um, romance authors that came to ours who bigger um but yeah I just remember it was wild like there were like 600 like middle-aged women lined up outside the door and I thought she wrote adult romance and it turned out it was like a YA book like I mean it was like the it was like high school characters that she was there promoting and I was like very so I took it home and I was like ready for some spice I was like there's no way that this woman does not write spice and then I was like wow she does not write spice (laughs) I was like holy shit like you would never have guessed based on like the demographic of people coming to the event that like what they were coming for was like a, basically a YA book. Um, but yeah, is there any other, uh, big moments in your bookseller career? Big moments, you know, I know you've mediated some like pretty big um, conversations. I I was in
1: conversation with Felicia Day, a TV star with her book, um, something about let your weird shine or embrace your weird. It was, uh, I have, oh gosh, some of the other big ones that I'm, I'm of course, but oh, um, Neil Patrick Harris, I I wasn't in conversation with him, but I got to have a conversation with him and, uh, Oh, who's his colleague from How I Met Your Mother? Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Got to work with him twice, and I got to be in the green room with him. He's a uh, a middle grade author. And one of the most delightful human beings I have ever in my life met. He was just absolutely marvelous and wonderful and magical. Absolutely magical. Um, Chelsea Clinton, we had her in the store. Yeah, I forgot. She was there for a a, Uh, a, picture uh, book.
0: Her children's book, yeah
1: she was uh so that was pretty incredible um yeah I just you know I just had a birthday so on my birthday on my blurb your enthusiasm I did a short highlight reel of some of the highlighted authors that I've I've had the honor of working with and meeting and um uh, well so I was the first one I'll say this and this was a it is a highlight I was the first bookseller to receive and review Kristen Hannah's forthcoming book that comes out next year. Uh, she wrote The Four Winds and The Nightingale and, oh my gosh, so many others. She's, she's a huge name in, um, I would just say fiction, but some would call her women's fiction, but it's not. She writes a lot of historical fiction. And her books are amazing. So I was the first one, the first bookseller to turn in a review. So I had her um, reach out to me personally, which was cool.
0: Yeah, my mom gets like bound manuscripts.
1: Like, Sometimes not even bound. Sometimes I just get a pile man- <laughs> of, of um, printer paper with a book on it because they they want me to read it that early. Yeah, so which she's is cool. she's had her like blurbs and in books.
0: Um, which is pretty cool. She has authors like reaching out to thank her personally, like all the time for reading and reviewing their books. So she's like a really like big name in the anywhere other than romance. Like, <laughs> and, you know, like I, I, like, and I'm in romance and then she's like dominating, like, like she said, like people on the street at a book conference she went to like recognized her. I've only had that happen one time. And it was someone who DM'd me and was like, hey, were you just walking down the street in blah, blah, blah town? And I was like, yes, I was. That's fucking weird. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I live like in the next town over. I was driving and I was like, oh my God, I think that's Kate. Like, and I was like, that's wild. Um, but yeah, my mom had people recognizing her. I think the purple hair probably helps. Um, yeah. But had people, and it's so weird when you're like, hobby is just reading books and you don't really think about it being like forward, like public facing. Like I'm just reading books, and yeah, I have an Instagram. My face is on there sometimes, but like, you know,
1: people. Yeah, it's you very just don't strange think. to. And the first time somebody came up and was like, "Are you Mary O'Malley?" Blurb your enthusiasm. And I was like, "Yeah." Like, why? <laughs> How do you know this? I'm like, oh my god, I love <laughs> your account, and I I watch your book talks on Skylark every week, um, every Thursday for Skylark Bookshop. I do a book talk on Instagram and Facebook Live uh, where I talk about books that are released that week that I've, I've really enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a little surreal to be recognized at that level for something that I just love doing for myself and I get so much out of. Yeah, it's weird. I'll be like, don't compliment me. I'm doing what I just
0: stuff for fun. Like I didn't expect people to care. And then they do, which is, which is nice. But it yes. is like, I'm always like, you find me funny. Why? What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> a lot of things, which is why <laughs> your
0: stuff resonates so
1: <laughs> deeply.
0: Yep. My, my monster uh, smut reels really <laughs> resonate with my followers. They're like, yeah. Um, but okay. Well, we'll wrap up. Um, I think we will have to invite my mother back to read a tentacle book. Or, you know, maybe... I've already tried to get my husband to read Morning Glory and Milking Farm, so maybe we'll just have my mom read Morning Glory and Milking Farm. I'm game. Yeah, she will read anything. It's just a matter of, like, what can I look her in the eye? <laughs> and, like, like, I feel like I could look my husband in the eye and, like, make him read that because I would consider it, like, just a really fun joke to play on him because he would never know going in what the book was about. But with my mom, like, she follows me she knows my stuff so having to look her in the eye and like talk about minotaur milking would be a really tricky thing for me but you know we're here to grow and we're here to learn from each other (laughs) push the envelope push the envelope so yeah yeah. maybe this will become a regular installment where i have you read a book uh, a wild book i just read like the potato shifter book and then you come on and you give us your like the other side like the
1: bookseller looking in on its side the, of things the potato shifter whole thing has me my brain going in a million different ways yeah um so yeah i am i am totally game you guys <laughs> tell kate what i should read and i will read it make <laughs> make mary read fill in the blank yeah it'll be a whole kate very uncomfortable <laughs> by making her mother discuss Things with her. It'll be a regular installment. Here
0: we go. Perfect. Michaela will be so excited that this has uh, just transpired. After she stops being mad at me for not having her on. Sorry, right Michaela. <laughs> she might listen though. Um, okay. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in, uh, and in, uh, hopefully you enjoyed learning more about uh, the person I came out of, and uh, my childhood and her childhood. And yeah, if you uh, you're welcome to follow her again. That's blurb underscore your underscore enthusiasm on Instagram. You can also, again, like follow Skylark Bookshop if you tend to read things that aren't always romance. Uh, I know some of you don't only read romance like I do. Uh, She always has great recs and she can, like if you have a book club or, you know, you need a book to recommend to your mother-in-law or, you know, a friend who doesn't read romance, DM her. She is, literally she has more books than I do at home. So feel free to reach out to her and she'll give you recs. no problem so all right well uh stay smutty stay slutty and read whatever the fuck you want thanks guys bye